I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Flames Nation Radio. He's Shane. I'm Ryan. Hi, Shane. Uh... As always, we're, brought, we're delivered to you by DoorDash and by Eau Claire Distilleries, Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, I imagine at the end of this week, uh, especially at the end of Tuesday, a very busy Tuesday, uh, Brad Living probably wanted to kick back with a, a nice uh, tasty beverage because he put in some work this week. Uh, so we'll just, what do you think, Shane? Let's just broadly discuss the bunch of stuff that happened this week. Uh, let's start off with uh, something that uh, might get overshadowed a bit by the the rest of the news, but is nonetheless still pretty important. The Calgary Wranglers are back. Uh, a little bit. The uh, so so the the, the Calgary Flames uh, have been dealing with. Let's be honest. Name it, moving a team is logistically challenging. There's a bunch of moving pieces, uh, not limited to, but including copyrights, trademarks, this, that, and the other thing. So evidently enough hoops have been gone through by the the fine folks over there that they were able to unveil the the name and the uh the branding and logo for the new american hockey league affiliate the calgary flames the calgary ranklers who will be co-located in the saddle dome with the calgary flames as in they'll be just down the hall uh which will be kind of fun because uh you'll be able to see the the guys who are you know next man up uh so the flames farm team will be known as the calgary ranklers so i don't know uh if how old everyone is uh, who listens to this podcast. So bear this in mind. So in the history of Calgary, there are a good many damn fine hockey clubs. One of the original ones was the Calgary Stampeders, who the, for various reasons, the Flames weren't going to name their farm team the Stampeders because it'd be unnecessarily confusing. There's the Calgary Cowboys, which were a failed WHA team who were only in the league, only here for you know a cup of coffee. They were the, the last pro team before the Flames arrived. But the, the team that people probably have the most fond memories of outside of the Centennials is the Calgary Wranglers, who were the team that pro, 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 that produced a ton of junior age talent to the National Hockey League, not limited to, but including Mike Vernon, whose numbers retired by the Flames. Uh, so I think I think it's really cool. And the, the, the cool thing is, so uh, the old Wranglers logo back in the day was, and the, the, the Hitman dusted this off for the, the, the Corral series a few years ago. Uh, the Wranglers logo is a W with the silhouette of a dude and a horse, you know, with the lasso, lassoing the W. It's a badass design. And so uh, the, the Flames, I think, realizing that you're never going to improve upon perfection, went in a different direction. And the cool thing is, so uh, the, the logo is a W and 
they took the the in the middle the the the, the middle part of the w the the bottom part the, the bottom, bottom part, the bottom the middle, the, the middle part of the w uh looks like an a and they actually in the the arch of the w they put in the flaming a uh, flame they put a little usually the flaming a is a bit of a silhouette they put a couple accents in it and then put turn it into a w and it's it's very clean it's very understated and it's just it's really good and if you don't like this if you don't like the logo you're allowed to like what you want to like not like what you want to like but it's objectively a very nice logo and they did a great very nice job on it uh, I don't know who had a say in it, but whoever helped also pick the font for it for the actual written out name, bravo as well. It's it very looks, well. It, it looks like the Calgary Stampeders font. Yeah, it it's it's it does, and it's just clean. It just works kind of together. The spacing, it looks very nice. I'm excited to see what the jerseys will look like. I'm sure, and you have to at some point think they will throw in a old school Wranglers throwback jersey at some point. Um, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I love the nostalgia that comes back and the fact that even on days when the flames are out of town, there might still be professional hockey played in the dome and, and in Calgary, giving more people more things to do and more reasons to get downtown. So yeah. And I love it. It's, and you know, let's, let's be honest. I mean, if you want to say, Oh, I can't believe they just made the logo of flaming C or flaming W uh, the flames, when they moved from Atlanta, went, Let's just keep it a flaming a, a flaming C. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, the Flames in the 80s did the lazy thing, and it worked. And the Flames have a simple, understated, I would argue, classic logo. And the folks at CSEC, when they did the design for the Wranglers logo, they did a slight redesign. And I would argue they went in the same direction that they did with when the, the Flames moved here. And I think it's the right move because yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be – you know, you're not going to, it's not like you're going to, you're not going to go to the games or you're going to go to the games because of a logo. You're not going to be like, no one, no one's sitting around going home. Like I'm sure, you know, Vikings fan here doesn't go, you know what I love about the Minnesota Vikings, the logo. No, you, it, it, it the folks who like, who like the Vikings or just like the Vikings do it in, you know, just do it because of the, the on-field pain they get put through, not because of logo. So I think, uh, it's kind of a where it hurts. Yeah, right. You deserve it. Uh, I do. <laughs> hey, I'm a Cubs fan. I'm I'm used to suffering. And again, the Cubs, their their lo- their main logo is just this the letter C. Yeah. Because you don't need to over design it. Just make it interesting and fun. So that's kind of cool. Uh, also, in it, so the uh, the Wranglers were holding off and announcing some signings, mostly because they didn't have a team name yet, and saying. Yeah. AHL Calgary signs blank is kind of weird. Uh, we had confirmed one signing last week, Mitch McLean, formerly of the Milwaukee Admirals, and before that, the Iowa Wild. Iowa Wild? Yeah, there's still the Iowa Wild. Yep, still but wild. As an aside, there's the uh, Iowa there's the Iowa Heartlanders in a different part of that state, and the Iowa Wild, who are not affiliated with the Heartlanders, but are also a pro hockey team. It's very confusing, but yeah. Uh, Mitch McLean will be uh, sort of a, you know, deaf center for them. But the, 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 the Wranglers announced four other signings. Uh, one is not surprising in any way. Uh, Daniil Chechilev was on an American League contract last year with the Flames and spent the majority of the year in Kansas City in the ECHL. And he spent a bit of time in the AHL. He, he played a little bit. He was fine. Uh, he'll get a chance to be fine again. He'll probably end up in wherever their ECHL team is. Yeah, because they have right now. They have Oscar Dansk as the backup to uh, 
uh, AHL reigning goaltender of the year, Dustin Wolf, which we're apparently legally required by, by our contracts to say every time we mention his name at least once. Yeah, he's uh, got an actual title now. So uh, AHL reigning goaltender of the year, Dustin Wolf uh, is going to be the starter. Uh, Oscar Dansk is going to be the backup. And Daniel Cheshlev probably ends up in wherever the ECHL team is. They will have an ECHL team and St. 16 team. They're not going to, you know, they're not, not the anyone I, I've been told more than I can say publicly. All I'm going to say is you're, when it happens, when it gets announced, you go, oh, okay. Like it's the ECHL affiliate. It's not meant to be, it's, it's the East coast hockey league. It's going to yeah, be on the East coast. And it's going to be the, the ECHL doesn't stand for anything anymore. Uh, no, it used to when be that, they, it but... used to be the East Coast Hockey League, and then when they merged with the West Coast Hockey League, they simply got rid of the initials that they don't stand <laughs> for anything anymore. It's weird, but what else are you going to call the league? It's the I tertiary affiliate of NHL teams. Yeah. So uh, the other the other signings, two uh, they re- they signed uh, defenseman Simon Levine and Rhett Reinhardt to AHL one year contracts. Uh, both of those guys were on. Uh, in development camp on tryouts, Rhett Reinhardt actually came in late last year uh, after Prince Albert finished up their season, and he was on, I believe, a PTO or ATO or whatever it was. Uh, he practiced with the team. They seemed to like him enough to sign him to a full-time deal this year. That's kind of cool. He's big. He's right-handed. So is, so is Levine. Levine is big and left-handed. You got a Prairie boy. You got a Quebec boy. They're both burly defensemen. It fits. Maybe they end up in the coast, too. Maybe they end up just as depth guys. Uh, the interesting one is... They also signed Brett Sutter. I love uh, it though. For those of you wondering, wait, Brett Sutter, Brett Sutter, who was, uh, when he was, uh, Brett Sutter was drafted by the flames when his dad was the GM made the team. Eventually he was, he was a pretty decent pro, uh, decent NHL. Oh yeah. He's been, a, he's an all world pro. Yeah. He, yeah. he was, he was a, uh, you know, a bottom six to replacement level NHL forward. He got traded by his father, to Carolina after getting in a bit of a, an altercation at outside of a bar in Phoenix while the flames were on a road trip. Uh, that was, I believe the trade that made Anton Babchuk and uh, Tom Kostopoulos Calgary yeah. flames. It I, think was, I, get, yeah. I think I have that one, right? Uh, yeah. You know, it's, and then since then, you know, he's, he hasn't played a ton of the NHL, but he's, you know, he recently he's played an AHL. He's the definition he, of an he's AHL. Mr. AHL. He yeah. last season, he played his 1000th NHL game. Uh, he played seven or eight years in Ontario of the American League with uh, the Rain for captain for five. Yeah, so it, it, you know, if the idea is it's you know he gets to come home, he gets to play in front of family and friends, he gets to play in the same building that his dad coaches in, and you know if if you know let's be honest, he's thirty five years old, going on thirty six. This is probably going to be uh, the beginning of the wind down for his pro career. He seems like a guy based on his leadership capabilities. He'll be a coach of some kind probably i'd imagine either the kings or the flames organizations and you know for a very very young team we've ta- we've looked at uh we look at puck peter cap friendly and look at the depth charts of the the flames uh and, and their minor league affiliate they they most of the guys aren't old enough to rent a car most of them don't remember the calgary wranglers no uh, I technically shouldn't remember the Calgary Wranglers, Pike. They were seven years before my time. You heathen. Uh, But yeah, so if if the idea if the idea is you're like you need to have some some gray hair in that locker room to sort of you know bring some perspective, bring some you know game management, just to manage the room to teach these guys how to be pros and adults. You know, Brett Brett Sutter is a damn fine pro. He'll probably wear a letter. I'd be shocked if it's not a C. Uh, as in, he'll be the captain of the Wranglers. He won't Most be in the really, NHL because yeah. he's in an AHL deal. But yeah, it's just 
it's this kind of move where it happens you go huh okay this is this is what the cool thing about calgary finally having their affiliate be at home in calgary is brett can live in calgary and see his dad and his mom and his brother and his family can interact with them more often and see more family like like this is just before this year it was never a feasible thing and now it's if you if you can't like if I, I'd imagine he probably had some options because of, uh, you know, who he is and how, what he's done as a pro. And I would imagine he probably had, you know, it was probably a choice for him between sticking around in California and coming home. And I, I imagine he's probably not getting, he's probably not going broke playing in the American <laughs> league. I imagine they're probably playing him reasonably Six well. To, salaries are pretty Oh, good. he's easily, he's <laughs> yeah. probably, probably decent, a decent salary, but I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's an audition for him. And I think, you know, well, it's kind of fun to sort of see how he how he does in that role because it's again super young firm team and if you look at the the, the forwards I mean the, there's going to be some competition in 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 the Wranglers roster for some ice time under Mitch Love so I think if you're if you're some of these young guys having someone like Brett Sutter playing with you and sort of pushing you could be really good for their development. Someone that also knows what his dad's going to want when he gets when if you want to oh, go yeah. up to the big big leagues and. Uh, the first thing I thought of was like how much of his nieces and his nephews are going to actually get to come watch uncle Brett play hockey. There's tons of them in the province, right? His uncles, like it's just another great thing to help grow interest in the game that they can do even with their minor league team. Now there's a local draw that you can go and watch. Not that reigning AHL goaltender of the year, Dustin Wolf doesn't need a more than enough introduction, but They've got a good young team with a lot of young prospects and they'll have a nice leader that knows exactly what uh, the big club wants. The yeah, just just, just to, looking at the, the yeah. depth chart now that I've mocked up. Um, to, I, it depends what happens with the, the, the depth guys in Calgary, but I have right now uh, penciled in uh, Adam Rzichka, Cole Schwint, Matthew Phillips, Emilio Peterson, Connor Zary, Walker Doerr, Martin Pospisil, Brett Sutter, Adam Klapka, Rory Karens, Ilya Nikolaev, and Mitch McLean as the AHL level forwards. They're probably going to, I imagine, sign one or two more guys just to fill out the, the bottom side of that roster. Mm-hmm. We probably won't hear much more about uh, AHL signings till probably September because at, at that point you're looking at guys on PTOs, guys who are willing to come in and sort of take those kind of roles. But yeah, Brett's, Brett Sutter is a, a fun story. And uh, I think that'll be, it'll be really interesting to, to see how that unfolds. Uh, transitioning very briefly, my friend. Uh, so the uh, the World Juniors are coming up. The the Flames, uh, the, the the only prospective flame heading there, more, more likely than not, Matt, Matt Coronado. The uh, USA Hockey uh, announced that tw- they cut their roster from wherever the hell it was to twenty seven guys. Uh, yeah. Matt, uh, and I believe uh, right now, I think they're looking. I think they have two cuts left: one forward, one defenseman. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's unfair to say that. Coronado's on the team. He's, he made the team. He's not in danger. <laughs> yeah, Cor- Coronado. He made was the on team. the team earlier. He's, yeah, he, he made the team. He made the team at Christmas. He's gonna, you know, he's on the team again. So it's, you know, it's a second chance for him to sort of uh, close it out. And I would argue, I mean, Coronado uh, probably heading into his last year of college before he signs pro, uh, unless something really unforeseen happens. Uh, he had a, you know, uh, last year uh, he, after he came back from the World Juniors, it took him a little bit of, yeah. He, uh, I'd say, I would say, you know, the the big, I would say the big turning point for him was the Olympics because before, mm-hmm. like, he was uh, one of many. He was a good contributor, but he was you know, arguably a sort of a secondary guy learning the ropes under some of his veteran teammates uh, at Harvard. And then 
a, a few of his veteran teammates uh, went to the Olympics in February. And as a result, uh, they had some forward ice time to divvy up and he got a bigger role and flat out. They, they made the NCAA tournament because he basically said, jump on my back boys. And he was that kind of player when he was with the Chicago steel, he was a guy who scored goals at key moments in the USHL and at prep school, pretty much up every level of hockey up to this point. And the question was, can Matt Coronado be Matt Coronado in the NCAA? And the answer in the second half was yes. Now the question is, can Matt Coronado be Matt Coronado at the World Juniors? And I am fascinated to see if he can do it. I'm fascinated to see because it's not like when you go to Harvard, it's not like they send you home for the summer and say, have fun, boys. They go, yeah, here's a targeted workout regimen. Here's what we want you to work on. Here's what we want to get better at on top of all the assets uh, the Flames can help him with. Now, he's limited until he signs because they're not supposed to get so much help. But um, Oh, they're involved. They're he, uh, he was, You're definitely not was, going to have an was, asset like that. He was at development stay. camp. Uh, yeah. First development so, camp he's been able to attend since being drafted last year. So I'm uh, excited he's, to see what a summer of work with professional help. Like, like you've had your season at Harvard. Now you've got them helping you. You've got that coaching staff. You've got the Flames. It excites me to see what kind of step he can take with all yeah. the tools he's had. The, uh, the, the head coach at Harvard, Ted Donato, Ryan Donato's uh, dad, He's, he's good. He, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that if you look, you know, since Donato has been at Harvard, they put a lot of guys in, in the show and he's, if the idea is you want to get a couple of years of good education under your belt, get a good chunk of a good degree and also get ready to play pro hockey. I can think of worse places to be. So uh, Coronado is going to be at the world juniors. Uh, the world juniors go August 9th, the 20th in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, summer's officially here. What better way to cool off than at the rink? During the first ever Summer World Juniors, single game tickets for the tournament are still available and on sale now. Uh, they start at just 40 bucks, so grab your sunglasses. The Bryce Stars and Junior game are coming to Edmonton. Uh, I can think of no better way to spend time in Edmonton than in their beautiful arena, which objectively it's a nice arena. The press box is way too far away from the ice, but I mean, if that's if you're if your main complaint about somebody's arena is the press box is too far away, it's a pretty nice rink. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest here. It's, it's I, uh... not, it ain't falling down anytime soon. So go, uh, if you, if you want to check it out, go check it out. Uh, team, uh, like a Coronado will be the only flames affiliated player at that tournament. And it should be a good tournament. Uh, the world Juniors, it's always going to be, this is, this is going to be a really fascinating world Jingers, Shane, because uh, a lot of key players from pretty much every country aren't going because yeah. it's an August world Jingers, uh, for the flames folks develop uh, the training camp for the rookies i believe begins the 13th or 14th of, of, of september so yeah. if you're you're trying to peak your training you're trying to maybe get a week of, of rejuvenation you know sit in a hot tub for a week and just chill let your body recover from your offseason of training before you jump into camp and then you know the a lot of the nhlers start arriving in in calgary for example in other cities but we only care about calgary uh, a lot of the NHLers arrive uh, last week in August, first week in September, and then go to mm-hmm. Winsport to to play a little bit of shinny, just get you know do some unofficial workouts, and then they're all ready to rock and roll when when main camp opens. And so, if you know if if you're uh, an 18 year old, 19 year old kid, you have an NHL contract, and you think you can make the team or make a good push for the team, I can kind of see why you'd be like August World Juniors. Ah. Uh, but, oh, that's the worst possible one, time to put that. The funniest one to me is Mason McTavish is going. And it's like, 
we it's almost but assured that he's definitely playing on the ducks next year and i think it's just like yeah no don't worry about it like we're gonna you're gonna play whenever like he's yeah. the guy that played in eight what five different leagues five different last, the last, last two year. years he just he's gone everywhere man yeah but, so uh, him going back i was just like yeah it doesn't phase me like that's just normal but uh, you know, it's, it's I wish, be, wish there's more flames, but yeah, we gotta wait for that. Yeah, so. it'll it'll feel weird, folks cheering for USA, but just uh, just lean into it. Just cheer for it. Canada, win four three, and a Coronado hat trick. We're good to go. Exactly, Coronado silver medal. That's what you guys hope for. Uh, moving on, other big news: Bradshaw Living went to dinner in Montreal. Uh, so uh, a couple weeks ago on a Friday night, the Flames made a trade. You might have heard about it. Uh, the Flames traded uh, some guy named Matthew Kachuk, uh, their highest paid player on the team. They traded him to the Florida Panthers in exchange Florida. for four assets, uh, a conditional 2025 slash 2026 first rounder. Love that. Cole Schwint, who is a, a good AHL player. Good face off, man. Mackenzie Weger, who almost immediately becomes Calgary's best defenseman. And uh, second NHL, NHL second leading scorer and fifth in heart voting last year. Uh, I did not have him on my ballot, but he's, he's good. You're not, no one's going to complain about uh, him. Uh, Jonathan Uberdo. Uh, and so after, you know, about 10 days of, uh, after, after the dust settled, Brad Living flew to Montreal and had dinner with him. And, you know, uh, Wes Gilbertson over at Post Media had a chat with uh, Brad Living. head over to uh, Post Media's website to check that out. Uh, I retweeted on my feed because Wes's stuff is always, always just very good. Uh, and Brad shared with uh, shared with Wes that you know he, he just wanted to head out there and uh, you know meet face to face. They they don't know each other. They've never met. So if in the idea you know if the idea is you're Brad you're living and you're thinking maybe I want to give this guy a, a bushel full of money at some point in the near future, I you mean, might want to know who he is. Yeah, you 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 know and yeah. maybe you know before you sit down and deal with agents and budgets and this that and the other thing, sit down, have a meal, have a chat, figure out what each other is about. I mean, you know their fates are probably tied. I mean if if uh, you know Huberdo, if the Flames have a good season and Huberdo is around for a while, I imagine Brad Living is too. And so, I mean, you, if if you're going to be hitching a wagon to a guy, you want to know what he's all about, and that I think that goes in both directions. So, it makes sense, and it's kind of cool. We have no idea where they went for dinner, so don't ask. No idea what the menu is, folks. Uh, we don't know if they had Thai chicken bites or they went to a real restaurant. Ooh. Come on, man. I love Boston pizza. I go no, no, we we do not shame Boston pizza uh, on this fine program. It's a legacy. Uh, what we're reasonably sure is they probably didn't go to Montana's, which is a shame because it's uh, all-you-can-eat ribs at Montana's uh, until September 12th. Uh, they have their uh, all-you-can-eat pork back ribs. Uh, they're, you know, you can get fresh, really great cornbread, uh, and you get your choice of baked beans or coleslaw and seasoned fries uh, as your sides. Uh, if you've ever been to Montana's, you know that their ribs are very meat-filled and saucy, and uh, you're going to get the meat sweats afterwards. So uh, if uh, if you're going there, make sure you have a designated driver to make sure that uh, you don't fall asleep on the drive home because it's uh, they're not insubstantial. You're going to if you're going for all you can eat ribs, you want to commit to it. So make sure you have a buddy with you just to make sure you're okay. And uh, if like you get all the favor. <laughs> Exactly. That's, 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 that's the important thing. So you want to make sure that you, you, you take care of that. The, the other thing that's going on, and we, we talked about it last week, we're talking about it again this week. If you're thinking, I don't know, all you can eat ribs, that's a, that's a big commitment. How, how do I know if I'm ready to eat all I can eat of these ribs? Uh, the, uh, the Rib Fest, Montana's Touring Rib Fest is this Friday, uh, which is 
if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's tomorrow, uh, Friday the 5th of, uh, of August at Sandy Beach Park along uh, the Glenmore, Glenmore, along the Elbow River. I believe it's just north of Glenmore Park. Uh, if you don't know how to do how to get there, Google it, grab an Uber, head over there. Uh, they're going to have all kinds of games and stuff. But most importantly, they're going to have uh, samples of their ribs. So if you're thinking, I don't know, man, ribs, I don't, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I don't know anybody ch- like that, but you know, I, I think we all know outside of outside of uh, committed vegetarians, I think everyone's a little bit curious about Ribfest. So check it out. Uh, and tell you folks from 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 forehead to his neck, that's the size of the rack of ribs quads was eaten. So yeah. And if uh, if you end up going to, to Ribfest, either the all you can eat variety at, uh, at your fine at the fine restaurants or at the uh, the event on Friday. Uh, take a photo of yourself, see how saucy you get, and uh, make sure you hashtag that Montana's get messy. That's their slogan. And uh, yeah, see, see how ma- see how saucy you can get. I uh, my my mom always uh, shared a, a, a spaghetti photo of me. I have no idea how I did this. I had sauce from like here all the way like up to into my hair. I, I assume it was only done by me just sort of dropping my face directly into the bowl and trying to eat my way out. And that is the philosophy I bring with me when I eat ribs. So uh, yeah. I assume other people have better form than I do, but I don't care. I'm unabashedly a fan of ribs and my own terrible way of uh, ingesting food. I just assume no one wants to see me even try doing that. So uh, we just go from there and move on. <laughs> Some things are better left to the imagination and some things are just too beautiful for words. And that is, pick, take your pick, which one. Uh, yeah, don't tell me, folks. Just pick one and keep it to yourself. So in addition to b- meals in Montreal, AHL teams, and the World Juniors, the Flames signed, three, the Flames signed three guys to contracts on Tuesday. We'll go in inverse order of cap hit and importance. Uh no disrespect. We're starting with you, Martin Pospisil. Martin Pospisil signed a one-year, two-year, a two, one-year two-way deal with uh, the league minimum of seven hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. Martin Pospisil just comes off his entry-level deal. Uh, Martin Pospisil might be the most interesting player to me amongst amongst the most interesting players in the organization because he's big, he's built, he's like a thick boy. He crashes, he bangs, he scores goals. Like he's one of those guys. Where remember when Mark Jankowski was a Calgary Flame? Uh, you know, the, the big question in his development was, can he's a big dude, but can he play a bit? Because there's some big dudes, all respect to Jay Bowmeister. Jay Bowmeister was a big boy. Jay Bowmeister, yeah, he was th- he was basically a, a, a stick figure, and he used his length to defend. He wasn't a big crash and bang guy. But Bowmeister was an excellent skater. Bowmeister used that length very well. Uh, Martin Posmasil is a thick boy. He's yeah, big. Pospisil, he's early. Like you were saying the Janko. I was like, Pospisil's got some weight to him. I, I would say Pospisil is a bit thicker than Jankowski, but I think he's a, a little bit shorter, but he's thicker and he plays bigger and meaner than probably guys like who have, you know, half a foot and 20 pounds on him. He- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He's big, he's mean, and he just, the big problem for him is, like, if you look at his numbers, every year he's got real good numbers, but you're like, why did he play more games? Like, why he did he play 36 games? Why did he play 42? Like, it's because he's hurt. He's, and he's got terrible luck. And sometimes, like, you have terrible luck because you put yourself in weird situations. I mean, you know, we, we're never, I'm never going to, you know, uh, victim blame when it comes to injuries because weird shit happens. Yeah. But weird shit happens sometimes when you're going 100 miles an hour to the boards against a guy. So, I mean, he, he's had terrible luck. I hope he... I hope he has better luck. I also hope he can pick his spots a bit better because he's basically, he's like a good, like you remember that year, Michael Furland's a good example. Michael Furland is another guy who sort of played, you know, mean and nasty and had that chip on his shoulder. He was a great pro before the injuries piled up on no, him, especially the concussions. Yeah. And, you know, you, you hope that a guy can play the way he wants to play and play the way he can be successful and also have a, a long and healthy post-hockey career. And, I, I, I was talking to some folks last week who knew, who know Michael and apparently Fraley's doing pretty good. He's, uh, he's coaching, he's coaching hockey in his hometown. He's, uh, hanging out with his kids, kid, kids. I don't know how many kids he has, but apparently, uh, he's, 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 he's enjoying life and, uh, hopefully, hopefully more impossible gets to enjoy life. And I imagine he'd enjoy life a lot more if he stayed healthy for a full season and played some NHL games because his cap NHL money is good. Important because if they're ever in a cap crunch, there's two guys at league men on forward that are easier to call up because their cap hit is $250,000 less than someone else. And that's Matthew Phillips at 750,000 and now Martin Poshpichel. So they have a few guys right around league men. Yeah. So it's, it's easier to spots. fit guys. And, and the other thing benefit to the Calgary Wranglers being in Calgary, if they ever want to try someone for a day, you don't have to worry about a plane ticket or anything like that. You can call them up the day of, and they're already there. You've already been, you can see them practice because they're going to be in the same arena. The coach is going to get a real good look at these guys better than he has before. It's going to be a good thing for a lot of these prospects that definitely have aspirations to get called up. So the, uh, uh, the league minimum good. forwards right now are Clark Bishop, Ben Jones, uh, and Martin Pospisil and Matthew Phillips. So, I mean, couple of those guys be playing in the NHL who knows for how long who knows for if they're there for the whole season but I mean you know he's he's gonna if he can put himself in the conversation like I remember Michael Furland stylistically Michael Furland got on the NHL radar by playing that way and staying healthy so uh 
fingers crossed that Pottsville is going to do the same thing because that'd be a fun story. I mean, you know, his brother, his brother didn't quite make it to the NHL. It'd be kind of fun if, uh, if Martin did. Uh, the other signings, first of all, Oliver Shillington. Uh, really? Two years, two and a half million. He got paid uh, a little bit more than Dante Fabro and a little bit less than Gustav Forsling. Feels about right. He's uh, he's still establishing himself. And one, let's be let's if we're playing devil's advocate, one really good year bumped him up from league men. Banking on one one year, they he went, he went from league men to two and a half. They can re up him next summer if if he repeats it. If he repeats it, you can sign an extension as soon as free agency rolls over next summer if you wanted to. Um, there's going to be a few players uh, that they would be able to do that for, such as Tanev, Zadarov, and Hafen. Like the decor has pretty much signed for two years um, outside Uyghur. So, yeah. And that's, and, and I think that's going to be, it's a kind of interesting thing because, I mean, you probably want to figure out Uyghur soon because, you know, if, assuming they're going to try Uyghur, to keep Uyghur. The Uyghur Huberto thing or like if you're not sorted by January 1st, you're going to have to start looking at moving. Yeah, like they're, they're going to have you can't lose it. They're going to have to figure out Hannafin. They're figuring out Tanev, Zadora. Like they're, I think, I think the, you know, the, it'll be an interesting summer, two summers from now. But in the interim, I mean, Shillington, he, he you know, he, he, he's one of the more fascinating, exciting stories of the Flames the last couple of years because he was uh, up and down from the AHL constantly. Then he finally got a full-time gig. And then the Flames, like two summer, two off, two trade deadlines in a row, made trades with the Kings so they didn't have to play Shillington in the playoffs, or at least so they have some insurance in the playoffs. But the way it materialized was Shillington never played, didn't play in the playoffs. And then they missed the playoffs entirely. Then the next season, he, you know the the the, the bubble camp. The, yeah. the bubble the bubble year he was he went on waivers. Uh, Thirty teams had a chance of getting him. No one took him. He was on Twice. the taxi squad all year. Then last year he was uh, he was exposed in the expansion draft. People don't you know obviously you know people think about the the players the Flames protected in the blue line the, and the one player they lost in Arturano. The Seattle Kraken very much could have taken Oliver Shillington, and they were like, eh, we'll take the old guy. And we love you, Mark Giordano. Never changed. You're great. Old guy hope you have fun. Hope draft you, capital. Hope you, and, oh, and that's the reason you do it. You, you do yeah. it because you're not planning for the – if you're Seattle and you're thinking Vegas style, you want to plan for the future, you'll probably go for Shillington. If you're Seattle and you're going, ah, we want we want to punt on get more assets. And I want to draft, draft my own players kind of system. That's what they've done. They're like, I want to pick and draft yeah. and develop if, my guys. If, so. if that's how you want to do it, that's the way you want to do it. But, yeah, Shillington – uh, he was the seventh D uh, in to open the season. He only played in the regular season uh, opener against uh, Vancouver. I forget who the hell it was. It was the only, wasn't it? I forget who it was. Uh, he played like three minutes. Uh, yeah, but they he, he played. Yeah, he was seventh D because Blake Coleman was suspended for the opening game, and the Flames didn't have cap space to bring up anybody from the farm team. So Shillington played because they had nobody else. Uh, they were, had a couple injuries, I believe. Pitlick was injured from training camp, but not on the IR. And they also didn't want to put do anything with LTIR for what I remember. Coleman was was suspended, so they they only had like one extra forward, one extra defenseman. So they threw uh, they threw him in. He might have been two extra defensemen. They didn't use Stone, but they used uh, Shillington instead. But yeah, they they used they used Shillington as a seven. He was fine. He got healthy scratch the next game. Uh, during the first couple of games, uh, Nikita Zadorov got banged up a little bit, and the and when he was when he wasn't banged up, he wasn't great with Tanev. He was fine. But it wasn't, yeah, yeah it was, I think they, they struggled to get out of their own zone. So as, as will happen. And yeah. they, they decided, okay, let's give Oliver a chance. Cause he's a healthy defenseman 
And, you know, they didn't really have many other options at that point. They and never he, had to look back. Yeah. So, you know, Oliver Shillington, congratulations. You're a full-time NHLer and you have, you know, regardless of what happens to you from here on out, you're going to get paid. So you, very well done. Spot. Like you, you, you got your shot. You took, uh, you basically took Val Mackey's spot from him or you could argue yep. and there's now, no argument he took it yeah you took yeah 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 it's, it's the, the history book's been wrote he took it um yep. but i just love that like this year like like you don't like you you have your decor your decor that just finished first in the pacific you you traded uh good branson for Uyghur for this season and if you can sign him then you've got this decor locked up for at least two more years to try that's and that's uh, and you have uh, a goaltending tandem that uh was third the goaltender slash defensive tandem their goal was, was third sick. in goals against last year they i think were six goals off from the the jennings something like that yeah. six or yeah, seven they were goals. just shy carolina um, yes yeah, so there's, that's there's only good. four players on the roster right now that th- you don't have to worry about for the next two seasons at all one is markstrom one is rasmus anderson who has one hell of a contract right now the other one's blake coleman and then there's one more player that we haven't talked about yet. The that the four, is now the four, signed. The current the the current fourth uh, player in in salary for the Flames until other deals get done next probably next summer or between now he's and next summer. Right now he's fourth. Who's who's in actual? Oh, someone is someone making actual cash more than him? Oh, for cap hit it's Monahan. Oh yes, sorry, I, I forgot about Sean Monahan. I'm, uh, but we're the, talking the, about. Wikipedia has him on the IR list. We're we're, ta- list. we're talking about. Uh, Andrew Mangiapane, who avoided arbitration uh, the day before they were supposed to put in their, their arbitration briefs. Uh, and he got a three-year deal with 5.8 mil. Uh, if you're thinking to yourself, 5.8 mil, I wish that was for longer. You're right. The plays yeah, probably wish it was for longer, it for too. Longer. But, I mean, Mangiapane was, you know, he, you know, he scored 35 goals last year. And if you're playing devil's advocate of, man, that could be a very good value contract, he got basically zero first unit power play time he got basically zero first unit uh he played time. under 15 minutes a night i think it was yeah, 14 15 minutes a night. he was playing primarily basically stapled to the the flank of uh michael backland all year and if you're playing with michael backland you know two things one your analytics are gonna be fantastic because he's michael backland and two you're playing against very good players so uh, michael backland does not have great offensive numbers because Michael Backlund just historically, he's just, you know, sometimes the percentages kill him. And to be honest, Michael Backlund is more of a, a setup guy and he's a, he's a, he's, he's a, a transition guy. guy now. Like he's, he's kind yeah. of re reevaluated yeah. himself where he's number one priority. Every shift is to make sure the puck doesn't go in his net. And honestly, that was, I would argue that was a huge benefit to someone like, uh, like Audrey Manchapani because Manchapani and Backlund and usually Blake Coleman usually together. Cool. And they were awesome. And well, it allows man to just be his pit bull self. Like yeah. I call him the beekeeper. I call him <laughs> the beekeeper for, for, for this reason. So Nail Yakupov used to run on the ice and he always looked like he was being chased by bees, right? Like you always just running, no words. Manch plays like the bees that were chasing Yakupov. So I call him the beekeeper. I love it. So he's relentless. For those of you who are unfamiliar with, uh, with the, the bread man, here's basically his, his trajectory as a professional. So uh, he was not drafted in the Ontario Hockey League. He was a walk-on. Uh, he was eligible originally for the 2014 draft when he was 18, the same draft the Flames took uh, Sam Bennett fourth overall. He was not drafted in that draft. 
Uh, he went out and had a hundred point season in the, in the OHL. And then the next year, in 2015, in his second year of eligibility, he was drafted in the sixth round of the NHL draft, 166. So the, the, he was drafted in the 13th round after being a walk-on in the OHL. And honestly, he didn't, he, you know, he didn't get drafted his first year from a combination of he's small and he'd only play one year in the OHL. So if you're a scout and you're trying, if your GM's like, well, what does he project as? You're like, ah, I don't know what his, what his year-to-year growth is because there's nothing to compare him to. Growth. His second year, he had two years under his belt, and his trajectory was like straight a straight line up. He, he was he was phenomenal, and because he's small, he got drafted in the sixth round as an overager. Uh, and then he he played one more year in the O. He had another hundred point season. He signed with the Flames. He played a year in the American League where he was very good. His second year, he played in the second year of his entry level. He played, uh, I believe, ten games in the NHL and the rest of the season in the AHL when he was very very good. Midway through the 18-19 season, he was called up to play on the fourth line with uh, with uh, Derek Ryan and Garnet Hathaway, and they were they were phenomenal. And again, this will this will have some some parallels to why he's been so good for so long in the NHL level. Uh, his entire job uh, as a fourth liner, you had Derek Ryan, who's a very good puck manager, a good two way player. You had Garnet Hathaway, who is a buzzsaw, like he's got some size and he's not afraid to crash into dudes. And, he's and then you have defensively. He's he's very underrated, I think. Yeah, he is. He is and then, the best top top five penalty killer in hockey is Garnet Hathaway, and I, I will. And, and he's that. he's got pace and anticipation, and that that does a lot for him. But mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Pani was basically told, "Go out there, you're going to play 10, 12, 13 minutes a night. Just be a pain in the ass. Just you know, pace." And between those three guys, they could get the puck, they could keep the puck, they could knock you off the puck, and. They were really good. Manjapani scored a very nice goal uh, in the playoffs against Colorado that year. Poster goal. Just a gorgeous goal. I can close it, it was, my eyes basically, and him coming around. I would, I, would argue, I would argue that that goal, it was a kind of goal where Gerda Hathaway just postered a guy along the wall and the puck squared out and Manjapani just knew where to be. Cold and ground a goal. And si- since then, he's, you know, he worked his way into the third line, then to the second line, and then he's, you know, he's played – primarily with Backlund and a rotating uh, cast of characters on the other wing, uh, a bit with Kachuk and Backlund uh, in the 3M line 2.0. And last year, most of the season with Backlund and Blake Coleman, and they were very, very good. If you're asking yourself, man, is he going to be on on the first line next year? My short answer is, I don't know, because I don't know what else the Flames are going to do. Depending on what happens with Tyler Toffoli, maybe Tyler Toffoli, you know, comes in and he can, you know, he's got great cardio. Uh, the cardio was the only thing that was keeping play, uh, Tyler Toffoli that and some terrible puck luck from being a, a very good flame last year. He was a good flame, but he could have been very good. Uh, but you can, I can, you can close your eyes and imagine a first line of Huberdeau, Lindholm and Toffoli. Cause then you've got a couple guys, a guy who can dish a guy who can puck retrieve and a guy who can transition and a guy into Foley who can just bury it. That sounds good. And then you keep a very good Manjipani backline Coleman line together. Or if you will, maybe you're thinking, well, yeah, I like to Foley, but why can't they just move Manjipani up? And my answer to be, I don't know. I think maybe they might try that too. I think they're going to try a bunch of different things. It's hard to tell fans to temper their expectations, but when we're three pre three or four preseason games in, in September, 
don't be making rationalized judgments. They're going to look and see what each combination looks like before the season starts, just like they did last year to see what works and what they have. And even throughout the start of the season, they're going to mix and match whenever there's a semi slump or something. Daryl's not shy to move his lines around. They're going to find what works. And when they, when they find what works, if, That's if, what if something clicks the way that Goudreau, Kachuk, and Lindholm did last year, they'll keep them together. Yeah. But absent a line cooking like that and being the best line in hockey, I, I don't think Daryl Sutter is going to have any uh well, sick or cows. He's going to he's going to he's going to basically do what he wants to do and do what he feels like he needs to do. Well, going into last year, next last year, I don't know if anyone because based on what could what how Sutter operated the lines ending the bubble year. Did anyone have Kachuk really projected as a first line right wing when he'd never played there? No. So when it started happening, everyone was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to turn out. Turned out to be the best line in hockey. But I mean, I mean, let, let's for not, one let's, year anyway. Let's not let's not invoke decisions made in the garbagiest of garbage time, like the last well, night. No, of a, no, like they, they were for, for God's sake, they were playing when the rest of the state when the rest of the league was in the playoffs vancouver well teams uh, one in the cup garbage time hockey garbage time hockey. i'm bad. i'm very thankful bad. no one got injured during that time because uh i don't think anyone cared enough <laughs> to get but that's, hurt but that's when you get hurt though yeah when you're preseason games like the garbage 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 of garbage time is when dumb crap happens and hopefully nothing continues to happen but yeah so uh three pretty Decent signings. I think Pospisil's got very good value, and he's got a chance to play. We'll see if he can come out of the gates uh, with the start. And, you know, he'll have some competition. I know Jacob Pelche, a lot of Flames fans of Jacob Pelche penciled in. Uh, my read of the situation is that the Flames are very high on Jacob Pelche. And when a guy makes the all-rookie team in his rookie year, you go, hmm. And when a guy is the best player for most of the season on a team that includes a very good AHL player in Matthew Phillips and a very good AHL defense or very good AHL center. Actually, he played with a bunch of good AHL centers. He played yeah. with Kirkland for a bit. He played with uh, Glenn Godden for a bit. He played with Ruzicka. So like, you know, there, I think the, the there's, I would, I would say it's going to be a fascinating training camp, barring the Flames making other moves. I still, it still I'm, feels like the Flames need another top six forward to make the mix click the Pelt, way it needs to. Pelts will only make it if the coach wants them to make it, but him having Huberto there is just like, it's one of those little things for me that I'm like, you know, he probably grew up loving, like, like watching this French idol of his be an all-star same same position from the same, same part of quebec isn't he everything and now he has a chance to be on the same team and learn from him that is that that is understated how important jonathan huberto being here for pelche can be um of course everything's got to play out first but that's okay that's, here's 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 a here's a question for you here's a question for you who's wearing letters for the flames next year i don't i would be Backlund, Tanev, Monahan. i would be shocked to i wouldn't be shocked if huberto was letter I wouldn't be. I, I Daryl doesn't only just do that though. Like it's, it's not. About it's not, it's room, not necessarily Daryl though. It's about the leadership group. Uh, well, like, uh, but it's, it's, Lucci's didn't wear a letter last year because he didn't need one. Tanev yeah. Tanev didn't wear a letter the year before because he didn't need one. Well, there, and, there's some but, guys who don't need to wear a letter to be considered leaders. Well, I I I don't know if we see a C. Like I don't know if we see a C. If we did, I would pick Backlund just because he's been here the longest. And when push came to shove when it came time to play uh him there's one other player that i would at this point think an a would be warranted and that's lindholm yeah 
Lindholm at I this see point. That. Like I would if it, if he was got a letter coming out of camp, I'd be like, well, that's he's he's yeah, he does it every day. Like if there, you there's want, there's a few guys. There's a few guys man, I think manage at this point with his contract. Like you don't. I don't know who's in the room. Like I don't know who's up and talking. Like I know press access has been limited the last couple of years as well. So it's it's like I don't know who in the room is talking, but whoever gets picked, like I trust that right now you've got a hell of a GM in my mind. I always have supported Brad and a hell of a coach. And you know how much I idolize Sutter. So like, like I, it, well, you need, they you pick, need to wear more flannel. If you idolize Sutter, that's well, what I, I had. Say. I had a lot of flannel. It went up in flames. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I had more flannel than was necessary. And now all I have, all I got out was a bunch of flames jerseys and none of them are relevant anymore. So that's why I'm wearing my Vikings, because uh, at least Cook, he may have got hurt in the first day of training camp, but at least he still plays for the team. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. That's that's one of the storylines that's gonna be interesting to follow in camp. Just the who's around and who's vocal and who who might wear a letter. I think that'll be something to follow. But yeah, there's gonna be. I think there's gonna be. You know, we'll, we'll get into this in in the future. There's a lot of defensemen that are going well, to be fighting for jobs. There's I a lot of forwards, like depth guys will be fighting for jobs. If you want to too. talk about, like, the one thing about the defense is Tanev, I don't know what his timeline is, but he was projected to still be hurt to start the year when the injury uh, Brad at the draft said he's expecting him to be ready for... Okay, because uh, if he was camp. still hurting on IR, and you could wave Malosh, and you could do the eight, you could carry eight, but... Uh, they, they, ain't car- they ain't going to carry eight. But uh, someone... Something's got to give, and there's one specific the, uh, that gets paid the, more than these. The, 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 he head, the head coach is not a fan of having a bunch of extra bodies around. If it was up to him, they'd have probably 22. And yeah, I think one, for yeah. cap reasons, 22 might be their best way to do it. One, one forward, one D extra. and But here's the kicker. With where the AHL team is, you don't need to have them. You're not trying to fly them from California. They're going to be there. If you're in Edmonton, they're drive away. If you're in Vancouver, it's two hour flight. Like if they're in Winnipeg, it's a six, it's a seven hour drive from Grand Forks. Depends which dog sleds available in the middle of the winter. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting off season, and I don't think they're done making moves. I think we're going to see well, we, a few still more. Still on RFA. Happen. Still on RFA. Adam Rizicka. Yep. So that that has to get done. I don't think that's a rush though, because he's no Arbrights. So. I, I figure that gets done. I'd be shocked if it doesn't get done before by mid-August because just get it done. Have and there was other have a chance. Way more important things on the yeah, give Sorry, him a Adam. Give him a, a, your give him a chance. Games is... Give him a chance to just hang out and sort of clear his head, have it all dealt with, and then make a make a good camp out of it. But again, another guy who has a chance to be a full timer, depending on how his camp goes. Yeah, and depending he's, on he's other moves the Flames make. So. Well, yeah, we don't even know. Like everyone, uh, they still got cap space, even even with a full projected roster of thirteen. Now, uh, they still they, have they got seventy two goalies. Dude, they have one point two million. One point two six. They yeah. you would and know. And, you and would that's, know. <laughs> and that's with Valimaki as the seven, which probably isn't going to happen. It's someone that won't get qualified if he doesn't make the team this year either. So it, that's the thing for me he's going to need to be qualified. And if he doesn't make the team, they're not going to do it because it's too much money. So what's the point if you lose him on waivers, you know, like there's you obviously want assets for an asset, but eventually, I don't, I don't know if the qualifying offer really factors into it for him. No, you I don't think want so. it, you would, even if he didn't make the team this year, you wouldn't want you, you'd give him 1.55 next year. 
even though you can't bury him. You can you can still bury him though. You can bury him, but you still got that overage on the cap. So you only bury nine twenty five. They're right. burying him right now. Unnecessary overage if you're not going to play him. So yeah, if you if you think there's still tread in the tires, why not? And if, if there's not, then you you see if you can die out of him. So I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. Mean, th- I don't well. think it'll factor in for them at all. But we'll see. I think that's. Uh, yeah, we don't need to go. We don't need to go an hour. I think we might as well. We might as well round her out there. Uh, a very eventful week for Flames fans. A very eventful week for the Flames and Brad for living. Brad for living, uh, making moves like he wants to go out to the lake and just sort of unplug his phone and lay on the lay on the sand for a while. Lay on this. Lay on his lay on the I, grass at his beach house and just sort of chill for a bit. I respect that he didn't wait until the day or day before either of the arbitration hearings as well. Like most GMs tend to do that, like they take it right down to the wire. He's just, he got back from Montreal and was like, all right, let's get all this stuff done. Yeah. Makes you wonder what kind of, tango, though, it, so. it, it makes you wonder what kind of tasty meal he had there to motivate that kind of action. Maybe yeah. he, maybe, what do you think? He's a pasta guy, you think? Brad? Oh, he's a big, big carbon guy. You think him has like a chicken, chicken Alfredo, fettuccine Alfredo with some, with some grilled chicken. And then he just got off the planes like, let's do this. I just want Ryan Leslie to ask him what kind of tie he wore to dinner. Yeah, it's an old reference. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember that presser too. It was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll, I think that'll, that'll, uh, that'll close her out. Uh, Flames Nation Radio is brought to you by DoorDash and Eau Claire Distillery, the fine makers of Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, hopefully you guys have a chance to enjoy yourselves and enjoy your beverage of choice before uh, hockey starts to get going again. Uh, we are a week away from the World Juniors. Uh, the Ivan Holinka, uh, the Holinka Gretzky Cup, formerly the Holinka Memorial Tournament, is currently going on. It's on TSN. Check it out because... Uh, some of those players will be drafted by NHL teams. A good amount of them will be, especially from Sweden, the United States, Canada, and uh, Czechia, there's, probably. There's a Czech kid doing some insane things right now. Saleh is his name. You it's just a, it's a fun tournament. I mean, you should turn August watch August that. hockey is weird to me because I'm I'm you know you're you're sort of still in like football or baseball mode, but you know if you're in the mood for some hockey, there's plenty of good hockey going on. And then before you know it, it will be early September and we'll be getting all revved up for Penticton. And then pretty soon it'll be October and we'll all be like only 82 games to go plus playoffs. So uh, while there's this downtime, be sure to enjoy it. Uh, let your family members know that you're still alive and you still think they're, you, you still like them. And hopefully they still like you look like me a little bit, you know, yeah, your significant, your significant others, spend some time with them, bank some boyfriend or husband points uh, during this period of time, because you're going to need to, to delve into that account quite a bit during the season so make life easier on yourselves and your families later on by being nice to them now uh that's your free advice from uh, a pair of fools here at uh, flames nation radio and with that we'll close her out thank you very much for for listening and for watching uh we'll see you guys in a week where we start looking ahead and uh, looking to see how the flames look as they start careening towards the inevitable beginning of the 22-23 season have a great week Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.